Hello everyone and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, and sitting to my left, Mr. Bob Collins, also known as Boba Fett. And right across from him, this is James Odell, Alpha Spectre. Remember guys, if you want to like us on Facebook, you can follow us at Sort of My Brand or Sort of My Comments. We're also Sort of My Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Or wherever you're listening to this, uh, iTunes or SoundCloud, you can follow us there. Wherever it always helps to leave a comment, let us know what we're doing wrong, let us know what we're doing right, let us know if you disagree with us, if you agree with us, whatever you want to say, we will do our best to respond to and grow from. So, moving on from simple intrus, intrus, (laughs) intrus, we're already, hey, we're in the thick of it now. (laughs) Uh, let's move on to uh, our anniversary, which was just a couple days ago. We debuted on May the 4th, which I may have my personal issues with, but that was our chosen first upload date. And if you guys want to listen to that, I did recently make uh, SoundCloud playlists for each different show that we do. So go over to the Sort of My Podcast SoundCloud, go down to number one. Actually, it should be at the top of the list. And listen to our first episode. Uh, you can see where we've grown from there. But I wanted to talk to you guys. What are, you, what are your thoughts on a year doing this already? I know we had a big gap there. but Yeah, I was going to say, we, we went on hiatus for a little while. But uh, I'm... I really enjoy doing these podcasts, even yeah. though sometimes they're they're thrown together last minute. Sometimes yeah. we're not on the same page. And we're sometimes trying we to fix sleep. Yeah, some of us. But we've grown up. We went from like stumbling through trying to talk about a comic book or two and taking two hours to do that. Yeah. To, Getting a lot of news, a lot of information. And I, out there. I think, yeah, like our first structure was really just like we wanted to do a panel by panel review of at least one comic piece, which became three comics a piece, and then have like one or two big topics. So, some, sometimes a full like hardcover or trade or something we were discussing that took a long yeah, time. That was yeah. like almost an hour. I, oh yeah. my god. I Wonder can't Woman believe I tried Earth to do one. Wonder Woman <laughs> not like looking back. Yeah. Um, you know, but another thing about this podcast that uh, I wasn't sure if I really wanted to talk about it or not was like it helped me through some really shitty spots in this yeah. last year. Yeah. And like it definitely gave me something to look forward to, something fun where we just bullshit. I can definitely agree talked with about thing nothing serious. Well, okay, we've all gotten up there and you like okay, that makes us sound way older than we actually are. But we you know, we're getting older and like yeah. wives and kids and jobs and everything. So it leaves very little time to hang out and we've also kind of evolved past the going out and partying stages. Um Bob, I, yeah. I think you're more <laughs> Uh, you're more down for something like that than either one of us. I, like, I, I, know I am, but then, but then there's times I'll turn around and it's like, by 10 o'clock, yeah. I'm, I'm in bed. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Sometimes I do get envious, and then I'm like, yeah, but what would you rather be doing? Would you rather sit in and watch like a Bruce Willis movie, or would you rather go out and listen to shitty music that you don't understand? Yeah, nine times I get drunk. You go out, and it's just to go out to the bars and shit locally. Yeah. As soon as I go out, I'm like, man, I'd rather, I, I just want to be home. 
But this has become kind of a guy's night for us. It has. Like mm-hmm. this, uh, Commoner's Commentary, a Should new nice. show uh, that's going to be coming next week from the upload date of this. Next week, we're doing a show called Serious Shit, where we just shoot the shit. <laughs> About nothing serious. Yeah, we uh, we just hang out, we talk, we uh, and the first episode is us trying to decide the name. So and it it just it came to us through just one offhand sentence, yeah. and, and it stuck. I would like and, to say it is the first podcast we've ever done that we actually hit our recording mark. Yeah, <laughs> probably is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our, our, our max. It was great. It was our max. It was our max recording. Our time. max recording mark for is forty five minutes. We hit that. It, but this podcast is going to be something where it's there's really no structure. We just kind of sit around and shoot like, the shit. Yeah, yeah. Go off on tangents and then go <coughs> off on more tangents off those tangents. Well, like we'll go on tangents here and we'll reel ourselves back we in. Started but we started. We, we have a basic deep. structure on this one. We talk about all things nerdy. We have a basic structure on Commoner's commentary. We started getting real. We talk about a specific movie. We this, started getting real about deep anything. about high school <laughs> off yeah. of the conversation of what to name the podcast. Yeah, I mean, that, actually, that first episode kind of went on a lot of different little topics. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, um, there's so much. Pickle juice, pickle yeah, juice yeah, was a yeah. topic. Um, but you're right, you're right. This has uh, <coughs> evolved in just a year. And um, although we weren't able to do what we wanted to do, we recorded an alpha and a beta before recording the first episode just to test it out to get our bearings and everything and um i think the alpha and the beta both have what was supposed to be an original cast member which is marnie riddle yeah um i know for sure the alpha did I, i'm yeah still the not... alpha absolutely does um the beta i'm not sure but uh so we wanted to put the alpha out as a treat on may the 4th but we, we can't find it <laughs> There's one copy of it, and it's on a it's, it's on a USB jump drive. We have it for that has, sure. That Odo it's has somewhere. If his possession's somewhere, but he just recently through moved. the course of moving, it has been put in a box, in a drawer, in something, and I don't know where it is. Yeah, I know exactly what you know, it looks like. So people to. that are smart and prepared would have probably made copies, <laughs> but we well, depended see, on one and that's sole what I thought jump we drive. Did. I thought it was on my computer because I was going <laughs> to edit it. I didn't even know there was an edited version out there. I didn't know Odell had one. And uh, <laughs> and I thought I had it, but I didn't. But rest assured that that gives us drive to go at least one more year so that on May the 4th, 2018, we can release the Alpha episode recording. So you got that to look forward to. stay with us for a year, and you'll get to hear how horribly we started out in my (laughs) kitchen. It was pretty bad. It was in your kitchen. Speaking of sticking in there, if you've stuck in there this far, guys, let's talk about comics. What have we been reading? And, um, Odell, I want to start out with you, because I know you're reading just under about as much as I am. Uh, Bob's been a little stinted lately. I've been very stinted. I've been a bit behind. You know, obviously, uh, I've managed to keep up on one of our bigger comic discussions here in a minute. Um, I'm, I'm finishing up Moon Knight right now. Uh, Jeff okay. Lemire's current run. He's leaving the book at issue 15. Odo brings up Moon Knight. What a surprise! <laughs> like the this is really that was 
That was one of those <laughs> those writer notes in a comic where it's like there was actually there's actually one really, uh, story we're talking about later. It's like so and so just something happened to so and so an issue whatever. Like yeah. that was that was Vins right there. Odell talks about Moon Knight in issue blank blank. Sort of my comics editor's note. Odell brought up Moon Knight for only the thousand fucking time. Odell <laughs> continues his streak on bringing up Moon Knight every episode. <laughs> Almost. It's not even his favorite character. No, it's not. No, I like it. I haven't might even be in his top five, maybe top ten, maybe top five. I, I haven't even read the newest issue of Iron Fist, but I read the new issue of Moon Knight. And now, you know, you could argue that just comes down to writing. Yeah, yeah. sometimes and, you and that's the thing. It's, it's Jeff Lemire. If you're familiar with any of his work. He is a phenomenal writer. Yeah. Uh, he wrote one of the better Green Arrow stories out there, too. But he's leaving the book at issue 15. I feel like they're going to put out a nice hardcover of 1 through 15. And uh, it's a very psychological book. It's it's not as much of yeah, Moonlight fighting. Which we've seen and, from the... I, you did, like, all jokes aside, you did do a few episodes. Yeah, a, a, I've done a couple of when we were doing, like, the, the panel readings. Yeah. You know, I, I know I did some of those, but now, like, he's getting ready to actually fight Khonshu head-on. And this last issue that Lemire's going to be on, I feel, is going to be, like, the end-all, be-all for this entire run. Whether they continue it or they end it, you know, either way, you guys need to check it out. Cool. Uh, cool. Nightwing... I was sitting here of earlier course, yeah. reading it. Uh, this last arc had to deal with uh, Nightwing and Damien teaming up because Damien thought that Nightwing wanted to steal the mantle of Batman from him. Well, yeah, and, and I mean they they have that. That's the great dynamic between Damien and Dick. Is yeah. you Dick have, was the son? Dick, you you had the biological son, and then you have the son that he never had that he and, raised. Yeah, as yeah, and, 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 and this Dick last has issue, a good. 20 years on Damien yeah. being oh, so bad. He was able to raise more of a son than what he was able yeah. to The great thing is they bring that actual aspect up in this last Yeah, they brought, they brought it up multiple times about in their history. I really should have been reading that way. Yeah, <laughs> but like he, they go up against some of the doll makers, Dollatrons, Mr. Mr. Pig. Um, really? Like, How's that iron? Yeah, and then there's a... Oh, it's delicious. And then they go up against Dr. Hate. Never heard of that. I I can't Bob, remember. You're, you're the resident Batman guy. I'm trying to think because they have been bringing back some like obscure like golden and silver age. Yeah, they they, yeah. they drug out psycho pirates. Uh, uh, yeah, psycho pirates. Psycho pirates is a yeah, we had been obviously Condiment King has been on air. Yeah, Condiment King. They've been well, making yeah. that shit. There's been a few. Uh, that's one thing about Tom King, man. I've noticed he has been dragging out some of the some of the names that are. Not a just Tom King, it. though. Like, anyone who ever wants yeah. to make an obscure reference to Batman uh, is doing Snyder does it as well. But yeah. I noticed that, I think it was maybe issue 15 or 14 of Batman. Tinian, I think, did it. There, there, there's been a lot of references to some characters that we haven't heard from for a long time. But yeah, so like they, they've been bringing some of that in, and... Damien gets kidnapped while he's with Nightwing. He goes to Egypt to find him. A psycho trip from this villain. And then, like, at the end of it all, like... Kind of sounds like death in the family. A little, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Dick thinks Damien's dead. He's not dead. He actually used a, a muscle contraction to move his liver out of the way 
so that, you know, the knife wouldn't kill him. Right. When asked, wait, you can do that? He's like, I'm the heir to the mantle of Batman. Of course I can do that. And a very Damien moment. And and then, like, at the end of it all, they have a very... Like, he out Batman Batman. No, like, no, no. Do you we think, were Batman in the same situation. I don't know. I don't know if Batman would have been able to move his fucking liver. You know what? No. Like, Actually, you know, I recant that statement. Because they love to fucking hurt Batman. Like, yeah. the more Batman can survive, the more Batman Batman is. Yeah, but... I'm sorry. Even as a... A comic reader that can be like, oh, this talking raccoon is, uh, yeah, like that's completely plausible. Oh, this alien from another planet can fly? Yeah, that's completely plausible. Doctor, he hurt. This 13 year old boy can move his liver maybe an inch. Didn't think about it on those terms <laughs> earlier when we were talking about it, Noodle. Now, rebuttal. No, no, we don't have time for that. <laughs> no. Shut up, move on. It was Doctor Hurt. But, like, <laughs> they had these really. <laughs> Like heartfelt moment at the end where he's like, you know, apologizing for the way he came to Bloodhaven on Nightwing and and everything else. He's like, Dick's like, and you missed me. He's like, if you ever tell anyone that, I will unleash a thousand hells upon you. And then they go off to stop a robbery. And like, it's such a great team up. Like, Damien and Dick is such a great team up all throughout. So. I love the dynamic of those two characters. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like I was saying earlier, with just with the heir to Batman, they had a lot to play off of. Yeah. And then the the mutual admiration, because there's no way Dick does not admire Dick. Like yeah. any Robin who came before has to admire Damien, because Damien, even at his rawest, came in at a level. Far above any Robin. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there has to be a mutual admiration. There. Oh yeah, and the and he's legitimately the, the son of Batman. So yeah. Like anyone can respect that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, which is oh, why man. Teen Titans, which is actually a book I'm going to talk about, uh, is kind of a little odd because these guys had to have heard stories. Why are they treating Damien like a joke? You know, I mean, I get it. They're teenagers, but. Even if Batman were to walk into a room, a group of teenagers knows to shut the fuck <coughs> up. So you've got like maybe two, you've, you've got maybe half the potential of Batman in the room. Maybe you fucking pipe down a bit. Like yeah. th- there was times in uh, that Robin's Son of Batman story I was reading right before they had, uh, yeah, right yeah. before they did Rebirth there. There's a few times that that kind of shit happened in that too. It was like they kind of played him as like he's just some punk kid. Yeah, he might act a little egotistical and shit, but like he has good reason to, and it, because he is a badass. At man. the like, time that this kid came around, like that was so easily that could have so easily fallen apart. It, yeah, Just, yeah. The son of Batman sounded so schlocky at the Thank time. Thank God it was brought back by Grant Morrison. Right, right. Anyways, moving on. Um, Bob, I'm going to let you go next uh, before I hark in on mine. What have you been reading? Uh, I've been reading a lot of things, but the only thing I'm current on, besides what we're about to talk about as a group, and I'm not even 100% current on that. Eh, you're pretty current. Pretty current, but there's there's a whole storyline prior that I, I'm still catching up on. You but, can uh, probably guess it. For the most part, yeah. <laughs> I'm already kind of guessing it. Come on, move on, Bob. God damn. Uh, <coughs> Why are you letting me interrupt you so much? 
I've been reading everything from uh, the first volume of Invincible to I'm catching up on Sex Criminals, Moonshine. But, of course. Of course. Yeah. The, the independent titles, man. Besides, you, oh, besides yeah. Batman, but, the independent titles are where it's at. Here's the and, hilarious shift. Odal used to be way on top of the game of like anything going on and he used to be the independent guy where Bob was pretty strictly DC and I was struggling to keep up in the middle ground. Now I am the guy who is way ahead of the game on the two big factions. Yeah, you're, you're, you're big on the big two right now. Like it seems like Marvel and DC are like the main things you're reading. Yeah. No, well, yeah. Uh, like, but I'm also up on like, and like, um, Ninja Turtles, uh, The Walking Dead, like the big names in the independent. I'm on Paper it. Girls. Paper Girls. I'm reading. Which I'm, I, I'm, I, I have I'm three issues behind them, but I have all God the issues. God damn it, Bob, like You're the one who one. got me into it. Anyways, I'm sorry. I, I, lost I, know, I have become the year. blanket of the the important. Odal is. You're you're on the big events, but outside of that, you're really only your main guys. You know, Scott yeah. Young's uh, "I Hate Fairyland," Nightwing, and uh, Moon Knight, or and Iron and Iron Fist. Yeah. yeah, and then Bob, you've fallen way. You're on <coughs> me level. I've fallen way back on even Batman. You're on me like, level in the start. All star, all star Batman. I was so excited for. I may have gotten two or three. I've, I've got three or four issues. If you want to cancel that book, I will let you read my books. Like I've got them all. I want to cancel it because it's like I have my my pulls building up. Yeah, I don't and have those are the what, last five or six dollars an issue. They're five a piece. They're about to go down to four. But yeah. but I have. I don't they, have. They, the they've already pieces. changed artists two or three times since. Sometimes I have last read. Well, it went from JR JR. Dude, they junk. did that like uh, within, they had somebody between. JR, they did JR, that uh, within like issues. three to four yeah. issues, though. They but went Snyder, from JR I, I JR. Love, I love Snyder's writing and everything from yeah. Batman to American Vampire, which yeah. is so. It's a, I was pumped for this title. I'm behind on that. I'm behind on Detective, and Detective's been really good since Rebirth started. So good. Really Shadow uh, League of Shadows has been the best story, and I, I love. I, 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 I have the issues. Your for, daughter. Is named after Cassandra. Yes, Kane. Dude, yes. And, and pretty much because oh, uh, he just nodded and didn't say anything. <coughs> yes, yes, she is. Odal's latest addition to the clan. Odal is named after Cassandra Kane. Great name. I respect it. Mm-hmm. I hate that I couldn't remember it the other day when I was at your house because that's how I remember it is Cassandra Kane. <laughs> and I guess Cassandra Kane's been playing a big part in. And all the DC's and all the detective storylines since Rebirth. And my favorite and Batgirl of she, all time. Mine, mine as well. Yeah. And uh, she goes by what now? Orphan? Orphan. Yeah. Well, uh, I think she's shedding that title. Is she? If you've been reading I'm late, not current. the latest. I'm not current, story, obviously. Which I'm if you've been of. reading the latest uh, detective as the guy who knows, <laughs> let me tell you guys. Really? Yeah. And um, I was really excited for the. <laughs> I we for for, for them releasing them more often until that finally happened, and now I'm way behind. Bob, you can always come over to my house and read comics. Yeah, I'll just drive right over. I'll make you an extra key. I'm not full. Like, <laughs> I fucking trust you. I'll, <coughs> I'll just drive right over. I don't work That's my problem. Anytime Becca's in yeah. town, she can drop you off at my house. Okay, well, the only book that I'm really going to talk about tonight is. Uh, 
the newest issue of Deadly Class. Okay. And okay. Wait, wait. Do I need to leave? Because I just borrowed oh, issue. Um, I just borrowed volume five from Oval. Not really. I won't give. I won't give any. Spoilers. Just give us because because the very basic science backstory. Yeah, and and just knowing yeah. that it's a backstory, you find that out right off the bat. Like right first page, you'll see that it's a backstory going okay. on. Um, Just don't. You, you don't find you find out please. you find out what motivates her into joining the school. What kind of gives her that that ruthless demeanor that she has when she when she goes and takes out some of her targets? Because the 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 events that unfold in this issue, the, if that was had to happen to you personally, you wouldn't you wouldn't give a fuck by that point, would you? Yeah, you know what I mean, like. By the time it's all said and done, by the time it's all, by, by the time the events of this issue is unfolded, she she's at the point where you completely understand where it's like she is ruthless. Not like she too. can't trust anybody. She is essentially doing this all on her own because she's been given a really good reason to do so. When there's certain people that she trusts and people that should have her back, family that should have her family back. that should have her back, that saying that they threw her under the bus is it's putting it lightly. But it it gives you it gives you a a really good uh, look into why like, she is the way exactly. she is. Exactly, like she's so standoffish. Yeah, because she's yeah, very, yeah. like she is. I mean that is there couldn't be a more perfect term for her. And and like I said, the events of one evening essentially one well two evenings total. I mean, yeah, at like least. it's a very short amount of yeah. time that this but unfolds. You you can see exactly why she would be that way. And why it would be justifiable for her to be that way even longer than what she has been. Still, there, there there's a little bit of action in it, uh, like every other. Of course, like it's, every, yeah, it, it's good. It, it's always well placed. I I and I, I, and I always love the the internal dialogue. In these yes, like, I can that was speak one of my biggest on the defense of this book. I had fuck that pen. <laughs> you know what? No, fuck Odal because I threw it at him. Now give it. Back to me. <laughs> anyway, I I can speak on defense of this book. Like it, it is it's a very unassuming book on the shelf. So if you see Deadly Class on the shelf, you you've definitely passed over. Absolutely. Oh yeah. No shops no and trades. And honestly, that's that's where a lot of the image titles have been. Like you just see it on trade. Like Wicked and Divine is one of those ones. I've seen the I've seen the covers and. <coughs> They're kind of cool, some abstract covers, but like, and it's, th- it's not really that eye-catching. But it's like, like if they you start reading to be these, that way. Exactly. Paper Girls yeah. is a perfect example. Mm, just I have a better, but just okay. but like, but per- Paper Girls, like they have the especially the first, uh, at least first story arcs, first two story arcs. Mm-mm. Now, now they're, they're, they've added, there's more colors in them, but the like, first ones was each uh-huh. each cover was one solid color. Your your example sucks. I'm just saying, <laughs> one solid color with a very basic image on it. There's no action covers. You know what I mean? Like there's no, no, no covers okay, that like yeah, pull yeah. you it's in, very really minimal. pull you into it. It's very just like it's minimal. Oh, cool. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. how Deadly Class started out on their single issues. Yeah. Now they're getting a lot more vibrant. Yeah. I I have a better example. Only <laughs> you don't know. No, it's to outclass you guys. <laughs> Vinny's trying to class up these podcasts uh, here. Here's, and we're here's, not here's the thing. Odo got the okay, go ahead look, and Bob got the oh, really, motherfucker. <laughs> no, I just, 
As much as, much as you've been building up, it better be good now. Uh, okay, think The Walking Dead. From first issue, I don't know exactly what issue they stopped, but it was definitely after issue 100. From 1 to 100, they had this big, it said The Walking Dead. Just big dead yeah. on their thing. And that's what drew people's eyes. At this point, they have brought it down to just The Walking Dead all in one line one at the very top yeah. of the book with the issue number really small next to it. They don't give a fuck. No, because like, Walking Dead is now one of those things that's guaranteed. That's like, the thing, so though. It's always on the independent rack. So The Walking Dead drew the eyes with that title. Now they're like, let's make them find it. Yeah, so I mean that's that's the attitude of image is that they don't fucking care. They are not. It's kind of it's kind of as bad as it sounds. It's kind of that hipster feel where it's yeah, like, no, they're very it hipster. Be, it yes, has, it's kind of an unknown. You like once once you present it, like if you watch Shame, okay, Shameless for example, once you put the fucking banner up on the bar, the hipsters won't come around anymore. <laughs> they they go they go to the fucking bar that's not announced all over. Yes. Oh no. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Always sunny. There's a lot of parallels like between always sunny and shameless. Yeah. Like it always comes back to it's always sunny. Always. But um, yeah. yeah, no. That that's my example of this is that The Walking Dead that had this huge flashy banner and it brought you in with the word dead. And now they've shortened it. They've shortened the fucking issue number. They don't care. Because, not because they think they're Marvel or DC. Far from it. Because they're but like, they, you but know, they know But they know that their target audience already knows that, like, yeah. it's not about their covers. It's about the fucking storytelling. Yeah, exactly. The people who are following The Walking Dead are going to follow The Walking there, Dead. There, don't get me wrong. There are definitely image oh out my- there. Shit! With I covers. just realized the deeper layer to it. I'm gonna say there's definitely titles out there from Image with covers that very vibrant and draw you. Yeah. Fuck fairly, a perfect example. Yeah, very yeah, vibrant, yeah. Vibrant, it's it's exactly Walking Dead. It's, How much you want to bet? After so many issues, they're gonna drop it down to just the top of the fucking issue that says I, I hate Fairyland. I don't know. The, just the whole. I mean, still cartoonish, but like, I mean, the the smaller. They'll, yeah, they'll, yeah, they won't make it as because it takes up the, title the same exact amount of space that uh, yeah, the Walking yeah. Dead did. It's as if they're like, okay, loyal people are gonna read the Walking Dead. Let's make them find it, and while they're looking for it, Here's they're gonna see one. all these other fucking issues. And our big game is Scott Young, so let's make that really big. To, to kind of counter that real quick, Scotty Young is just doing I Hate Fairyland. One of their one of their big guys right now is Remender, Rick Remender. Really? He's, Remender is the okay. big guy right now. Well, not... Yeah, I was say, Scott, Scott has a contract with... Yeah, Scotty. Yeah, Scotty does like variants for all kinds of. Not to mention, and only because I'm a few deep, the guy who created The Walking Dead, Kirkman. Kirkman has like three books to them. Kirkman is the no. Okay, Rick Remender. Uh, Okay, Kirkman has. Yeah, uh, you can go that route. Fucking Outcast, uh, Walking Dead, and like you know. I mean, there, there's multiple Kirkman is but... way popular of a name out there because he's got two shows based off of two. Yes and no. Yes and no. So many he's done. Yes and no. 
you ask anybody if they know what Kickass is or Kingsman, like they'll they wouldn't tell they'll, you. They'll be able, no, no, they won't be able to tell you who who created it, but they know they know his work. Even the people who watched Walkman, uh, Watchmen can tell you Alan Moore, but the people who watch no, Kickass can't tell you Mark Millar. If, if, I'm sorry, but if somebody yeah. if, if somebody that has watched Watchmen can tell you that's Alan Moore, then fucking. They should damn well be able to tell you that Kickass is fucking Mark Millar. Like, there's no, no, I, I disagree wholeheartedly <laughs> because Watchmen, while a classic superhero story and relatable in that fact, Kickass is more of a street story. It's like the diehard of superhero See, stories. I actually didn't know that Kickass was Mark Millar until about six months ago. Really? Oh, yeah. Say it's like oh, no, I believe it, but... No, I mean, like, okay, Kick-Ass is the John McClane... If you think of John McClane to action heroes, John McClane is the guy you can relate to. Yeah. You can't relate to Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator. You can't relate to <laughs> Rambo in First Blood. But you can relate, relate to John to Kurt McClane Russell in, in Escape from New York. In Little China. Wasn't he was a truck driver? He was yeah. It, he was in both. He was in yeah. both. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say wasn't. It? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Whatever. But we'll you talk about relate, Kurt Russell more later. Okay. You can relate oh. to Bruce Willis, John McClane in Die Hard. It's the same thing with Kickass. You can relate to Kickass. in that to movie. Medium. You can't. You can relate in attitude, but you can't relate to war. You can't relate to being. A wartime hero in the presence of a god. You can't really. You can't I can relate definitely to... relate to Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> I walk out my dick out of that age. Alright, we have been. Yeah, anyways, so you hard see right my now. point, right? Not really, but so what have you been reading? <laughs> Alright. See, I'm setting him up with a fine. He's still in debate because I haven't, I haven't seen his point. But he knows our runtime is getting there. Yeah. So I gave him the dilemma right now. Do you sit and debate, or do you talk about your comics? Fine. Fine. <laughs> if you can see my face right now, I'm so fucking irritated. I'm so entertained. I love this. I hate you guys. I know. Okay. All right, what you got, Ben? What you got? What you read? What I'm reading is so much more than you guys. Does it have a fancy cover, or is it... Make you look for it. The first thing I want to bring up that I'm reading is the Scarlet Spider-Man. Because it is a newer spider addition to the Spider family. God damn it, Bob with the... You know, you'd figure he would be the one drinking heavily. And he's the one drinking several ectocoolers. Which are only orange juice that's green. And I'm the one drinking booze. And Odal is the one pacing himself because he's... You know, it's smart. In my defense, I've been drinking a lot before I got here. I was drinking a couple before. Do you know I how much I spent? Here? Do you understand how much we just spent at the liquor store before I got here? Uh, okay, wait, wait, wait. I actually want to guess this. Okay. 175. What do you think? Do you want to know if it's more or less? Oh, no, more. Uh, give me more or less. Less. I'll um, tell you what. Under 175? More than 100. More than 100. Uh, I'm going to say like 136. Still too high. Really? Just over. Really? It was like I was like my lowest was gonna be 150. 106. Really? Okay. All right. You, you know what the bad thing here is? It's like that, it was only 106 dollars of alcohol for you and your wife. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> this bottle is the only so, thing I bought for myself. So you guys are doing better. <laughs> no, dude. Seriously, I went to this. Three different people said, "You having a party tonight?" I said, "Nope, just hanging out with the wife." <laughs> and they got to give me like, "Oh, it's a joke." No, no, it really. Okay, so I'm ready You just spit all over your comics. I'm glad I I had bags and bars. No thanks to me. So, anything. Anyways, uh, Scarlet Spider. Um, I'm reading number one out of morbid curiosity. Anyone who read The Clone Conspiracy knows that Ben Riley is back for various reasons I'm not going to state if you haven't read them. And I'm being nice because the cutoff date is a month, people. If you're comic fans... Fucking read Clone Conspiracy. I'm being way too nice. Anyways, Ben Riley is back, and it feels like they've made him Deadpool with spider powers because we have Ben Riley in the new costume that we've probably seen going through, uh, you know, social media and shit, but he's plagued by two mental versions of himself. One is the, like, ratty half hoodie, full red outfit version of the Scarlet Spider-Man, and the other is the jackal with the uh, of recent clone conspiracy fame. I like the hoodie vest thing. I like the costume better, but like as a person, it, it's it's kind of as a personality thing. It goes the angel and the devil. You know, they're the angel and the devil on his shoulder. And as far as his banter goes. <clears throat> He seems very Deadpool-ish. Deadpool after he lost the two voices. I'm going to give this a few more reads. It's This first issue is not terrible. He is trying to recreate Peter Parker's life with other people. He finds a woman at a slot machine named uh, something or the other. Patricia Parker. Um, but he calls her Patty Parker and whatever her name is like yeah. he's adopted her as his aunt and this and that and he just keeps doing that with other things so he's trying to self-impose portions of Peter's life into his while acknowledging that they're not actually Ant-Man and so on and so forth so it's a teeny bit original because it's based out of Spider-Man's mentality if he went crazy. But it's all too stenched after Deadpool. Right, random biker guy? The second story yeah. I want to talk about is uh, the fact that it got really quiet after I started talking about stories. Because you're a good storyteller. <laughs> I'm actually good at this part. I'm not. Oh, shit. The other book uh, that I'm reading is Teen Titans. And the reason I bring this one up on the podcast, uh, because ultimately kind of insignificant, just giving Damien a place to call his own. The reason I bring this up is because recently they introduced Aqualad. And the thing with Aqualad that they've changed is that he is gay. And they I do not shy away from that is in this like book. <laughs> He likes fish sticks a lot. Uh, actually, he likes mandates more than anything. But, <laughs> oh shit. Anyways, besides the point, they they don't beat it into the ground. They don't bring it up constantly. It, I think twice 
it's ultimately mentioned and the first time it's really just kind of looking at his background where his boyfriend bails on him and shit uh which actually plays into what's supposed to be aqualad's main drive is that he hasn't really felt comfortable anywhere even with the only other gay kid in texas so he seeks out the titans especially of all states texas (laughs) right uh so, and I love that because not only am I reading this book, but I am passing this book on to my son with zero hesitation. And I, it gives me a little bit of pride because I know he's read the issue, issue six, which is the first Rise of Aqualad, which they touch on the subject, and he hasn't asked any questions. We And we've had certain conversations before about, you know, they're, you know, no better than you. In fact, you can be shittier than a gay person. Yeah. You know, it all just depends, all depends on, on what you do. Character as a person. person. Yeah. yeah, that's what I told him. Is It all depends on what you do as a person. It doesn't matter if you like boys or girls. What matters who you it's are. how you treat other people. Yeah. And how you yeah. And I was so proud because I handed him that issue expecting to get questions, expecting yeah. to field questions, and I got nothing and, but excitement for the next story because he was like, what is King yeah. Shark doing? Like, is he going to eat all these people? He doesn't care about, like, oh, yeah. well, lad likes boys. He cares about, like, his villain is doing what is What is like, King yeah. Shark up How to? How are they yeah, going to yeah, yeah. save the fucking day? Exactly. Which is exactly what he should be worried about. And I, uh, you know, like I could like say, oh, great for me for parenting, but like, cool, because also Teen great Titans, for just society in general for just, you know, I mean, to at least this point for exactly. his family, he's just like, it's not a weird, obscure thing for him. Teen Titans like it, like brought in a Titans brought in a gay black hero out of nowhere, and my son didn't blink, you know? I, I love that. So I I can sit there and say, oh, man, this is going to be a conversation between me and my kid. But they've done so good of a job at telling a story that my son cares more about the story than, than like, the, the stupid intricacies that most people get hung up on. So Teen Titans is definitely, definitely a book. Definitely in any age book, definitely a great read. Maybe there are one or two references in there that might fly over the younger reader's head. But, and and they mostly come from uh, Beast Boy being the second oldest and at the start of the book, kind of a playboy uh, of the group. But... Yeah, definitely a read for any age. I'm enjoying it. My son's enjoying it. I feel like anyone can. Uh, the last book I want to bring up is Secret Empire. And this is this is kind of a story that made me read Captain America. I decided to read Captain America out of Civil War 2 because I wanted to know all the key players. I wanted to be following them. And much to my surprise, from issue 1 of Captain America, it turns out he's Hydra. So awesome. Uh so I kept reading the book out of Civil War 2 because it was some of the most compelling reading coming from Marvel. Uh maybe you could argue that Captain America or not Captain America, but Spider-Man was also equally compelling, but I mean come on, this is Captain America, the bad guy. 
This is your Boy Scout being the bad guy. Exactly. This is Captain America, the bad guy. This is what drew people into injustice. Was Superman exactly. killing the Joker and becoming a dictator, you know? So I kept reading because I wanted to know where it was going. And it's led to this. Secret Empire, which from issue zero, from before issue zero, is pulling no punches, but... Issue Zero is the first time Captain America reveals himself as who he believes himself to truly be. <coughs> and the reason I bring up the believes himself is because, honestly, these books have me questioning it. The books present both arguments. Did Kobik change Captain America's mind? Kobik being a sentient cosmic cube, which if you don't know a cosmic cube, I don't have time here. Fucking Wikipedia. You know? Uh, but Kobik either changed Captain America's mind or changed history back to the way it was. And the Captain America Captain America book itself is the thing that makes you question it because it presents the past, I say in air quotes, as fact, while everything else you know is what you thought was the truth. So this story has done a great job at making you think, is Captain America, has Captain America always been Hydra, but manipulated by the America's manipulation of a cosmic cube? Or is Captain, Mer uh, Captain America being manipulated by the cosmic cube under the rule of the Red Skull, who, spoiler alert, is now dead at the hands of Captain America? But how? You'll have to read issue 15 of Captain America's Steve, Steve Rogers to find out that, young Billy. But I don't want to have to read <laughs> one through 14. Fuck you! That's how... <laughs> Which... So was it uh, issue zero of Secret Empire that came out for free comic today? Uh, no, you should definitely be reading Secret Empire number zero before you read the free comic book day issue, before you read What's, issue one. What issue is the free comic book day issue? Issue one? No, it or falls in a, between. Yeah. See, Secret Empire like picks up, ob obviously... 0.5? You're trying to derail this now. It's, so we go from zero to the free comic book day one, which is 0.5, see, see, and then to issue one. Here's the genius of Spencer and Bendis. Yes. You should shut the fuck up and let me tell it. That's that's what they've meant from issue one. From issue one, they're like, Vinny's got, got this on a podcast. Shut up, Bob. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, anyways, from issue... So which issue is... <laughs> you know I'm going to do this. Issue zero, yes, but it was funny all this time. Uh, issue zero is where Captain America is at the tail end of, like, letting everyone think that he's on their side and we're going to fend off these Chitauri. I'm going to give away issue zero. It's been less than a month, so spoiler alert, issue zero. You're, oh, I think man, you're no, physically no, no. going to give it away. I'll take he, it here. He, in this issue, not only orchestrates the failure of the planetary defense shield so that everyone goes into overdrive mode, but the Rhea Cummins 
of the planetary defense shield outside of the abilities of Riri Williams and the AI of Tony Stark that's been uh, aiding her. But while he's doing this, he has waited for Quasar, Alpha Flight, and the Guardians of the Galaxy to go up and defend against this Chitauri invasion. invasion. In the event that Quasar would be destroyed, which he was hoping for and planning for, he would reignite the shield. Well, that's had to be the Chitauri, though. And Avengers, the movie, whatever. That's, Who cares? Yeah. The point is, a giant Chitauri ship eats Quasar, the most powerful thing on the planet. Like, this, the same thing? is it the She same? can destroy anything within sight. But is it the same type of ship that was like chasing around? Yeah, yeah, the Iron big, Man. the big dragon yeah. ship, the thing that the Hulk punched out. So Quasar gets eaten by this. Everyone else is defending, and the shield automatically goes back up after Quasar is eaten. And once they've determined that the Chitari onslaught is just gonna run into the shield because they're programmed to, once the Chitari are dead, they're trying to get back in. And Captain America tells them, nah, you're not getting back in. Goodbye. So the Guardians of the Galaxy, Alpha Flight, Captain Marvel, and a now dead Quasar are trapped outside of the Earth. Meanwhile, the Defenders, led by Doctor Strange, are trapped within a endless portal of endless portals of nothing, are trapped in New York by the Darkhold. And Captain America has now, at the lead of Hydra, taken over the world. That is a dick. That is the start. That is the start. Dark That's issue zero. Of a zero to nine issue arc. And there are two issues in between that have come out. So read this shit. So technically there's what? 12? 13 <clears throat> issues or something? Yes. Yeah. Um, no, uh, nine I think is where they're going. It's issues zero through nine. Right? Zero through nine. So yes. that's ten issues. Issue zero is all I've talked about. So, so that's far. that's ten issues plus there's the free comic book day issue thrown in there as well. Yeah, right? eleven issues so total. Eleven issues. As of right now. If you want to know who carries Mjolnir, read issue free comic book day. Secret Empire. Issue point. Which which, as of recording this, we should state it's free comic book day today. Yeah. Guys. Well, see. They're going to be listening to this not on free comic Of course. It's, uh, that's why, why I say it's over. Well, yeah. uh, so I hope you went out there and you got what you could. And I, I hope you at least did. gave Secret Empire a try. Because that's that's how I gave Civil War a try. Was the free comic book day issue last year. I pretty much told him And it sold me. The Secret Empire, I hate image, Wonder Woman. <laughs> That's that's a terrible that's a terrible example. Is Free Comic Book Day last year sold me on Civil War Two, and Civil War Two ended up being disappointing. But I'm three issues into Secret Empire, and I've been following Captain America because of Secret Empire, and I'm not disappointed yet. So hey, science. keep going. <laughs> Anyways. That leads us into the DC realm of the big talk. Is this the sex talk? No, no, no. Is this the birds and bees? Far more important than the sex talk. Is this the the birds, the bees, and the buttons? This is the buttons. Flicker buttons. I've got no good segue out of that. 
Bob, you kind of <laughs> fucked up the segue that I had. Right, let's, let, let's cut this part out, too. Nope. <laughs> hey, we're going forward. The button. The button. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, the button. Been a, been a wild ride so far. Yeah, um, it's been a very interesting trip through the Speed Force. And well, well, we should say this: if you've read DC Universe Rebirth, honestly, you could have skipped everything up to this point, and, or you could if have been reading, a fool. If, if you want to read the button, two things that you need to read prior to that is the Flashpoint storyline, yes. and then the DC Rebirth. Yes, yes, yes. Now, if you're a fool like me, you read. The Rise and Fall of Captain Adam. You read all of Flash, all of Superman, all of Batman, all of so many different You've gotten sucked in. You got sucked in because you wanted to know everything. And I'm going to continue reading Flash, Superman, Batman, uh, <clears throat> Titans, all of it, just to keep up. Because these are great stories. Yeah. But honestly, if you want the Rebirth story, here's your yeah. timeline. Flashpoint. Rebirth special, The Button. And that's as far as we've gotten. So, uh, The Button is three issues in. We, we have, have yet, one more to go. We have yet to have our conclusion. We've all read it. What do you think? I'm loving it right now. Oh, there's, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, a lo- there's a lot of emotional things that happen in these, in these three issues. Uh, there's a few times where it kind of made me tear up. There was times that you had a really badass action sequence that went that went by second by second. Yes. 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 Oh, Batman, Batman 21. Yes. Oh, How wow. they played out was so great. Not, and now, if you notice, the way they played that out was not necessarily exactly to the color scheme of the Watchmen, but it no. was minimalist in its colors. It was. And they it was that, that nine, panel nine panel pages. pages. Yes. Exactly. Yes. There's there's definitely a lot of callbacks to the Watchmen for obvious reasons, and then just tying in things that I mean were left kind of still unanswered, but starting to answer things that were left unanswered in the Rebirth. Well, it, well, it's and a two-year arc, and, and things only that were things that we thought <clears throat> were concluded in Flashpoint, things that we thought was yes. the end for certain storylines or certain characters. We're going spoiler right now, right? Correct. Well, yes, okay. from this point forward is spoiler if you have not read it and you absolutely do not want to know this is the point where you need to fast forward you absolutely do not want to know skip forward if you think you might not be able to catch up in time okay go ahead and listen fuck it you'll feel bad but go ahead and listen pretty much if you've seen the covers recently you know what character is bad yes if yes. you've read DC Universe Rebirth, you know what. If you've seen the covers, you know what character is back. Oh, oh, Thomas okay, that, Wayne. that character. Okay. Thomas yeah. Wayne back. I thought we were Flash talking Man. about Doctor Man. We're not talking yeah. about God yet. No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> The Thomas Wayne Batman is back, and it's the same Thomas Wayne Batman from Flashpoint. All the events of Flashpoint has occurred and for him, for him, for Barry Allen. Even so far, what we've gotten, gotten that that what Bruce Wayne has gotten, which is the letter, which is makes an appearance again in the story. Yeah. What we thought happened was whenever Irma. Flash, whenever Barry came back, that world ceased to exist. It, it ended. It, it wasn't ended. an alternate universe, as most people have claimed it to no, be. No, it, it was, was an alternate. alternate it was. It was just timeline. A whole alternate a, timeline. Yeah. It was a. It was a. I don't 
how a different I, series of events. Exactly. Yeah. And it was all caused by one event. And when you go back and fix that one event, everything that was the butterfly effect exactly. from that one event is no one longer. universe, multiple times. But yeah. there is apparently a powerful enough being that was able to hold on to that that timeline as well as how they how they take Barry forgotten or lost times or lot forgotten times which was the old golden and silver age stuff that you're seeing in the time exactly oh uh, which harkens back to com- the convergence convergence and here's the funny point. thing the further in that rebirth goes the more relevant and well standing convergence becomes which is funny because convergence was heralded as terrible yeah and it's gotten and better the further rebirth when convergence was first announced i thought it was pretty much going to do what essentially rebirth like i thought that was the whole plan was yeah. oh we're bringing back everything you know, i mean we're kind of tying everything in all yeah. together but it kind of didn't go that way yeah. until rebirth started then you're like okay now and now like you're saying we're seeing we're seeing ties to that the, further, like, the further rebirth goes yeah. the better convergence becomes <laughs> um, but yeah, all in all, man, I'm really liking this, and I want to see how because you, you mentioned it earlier off mic. This kind of feels like that could have been it. It's yeah, part three of the button felt like you could have concluded it right there, and like it would have been okay until they picked it back up down no, the line. Uh, no, uh, well, okay, that wasn't necessarily what I was saying. Oh. Uh, what I was saying was that it. It's left off to give us so much more. That yeah. I feel like there there should be more parts to this rather than four. Just one more part. We're oh. three issues in and yeah, the flashpoint but... flashpoint has been destroyed. It's gone. Like I, I feel like this is definitive enough to say that Flashpoint is yeah. gone. Yeah. We we, we literally watched it get destroyed. And now yeah. they're running through time and they just watched Eobard Thon, who died, who is legitimate dead. Yeah. Dying saying, I saw God before exploding in blue and melting. And they made the point that like he, he may have for Bruce may have only been gone for moments, but for Eobard he could have been gone. Yeah, for- yeah. Exactly. God knows how long. And and by the knows how by long. the time they see Thawn, he's talking like he's already seen so much shit since having this yeah. button. And that's where we leave off. And so that wasn't I wasn't necessarily saying that. I was saying Okay, I get what you're saying yeah. now. But hell, even even going back to what I was saying, like if they were to after this next issue, tie a few smaller loose ends. They could they could leave this story pretty much on pause, pretty much like they did with the DC Rebirth story. Which was like they left you with a nice cliffhanger. Yeah, we'll revisit it a few months down the line. And and here's the and thing: I feel like that's kind of what they're going to be doing with this anyway. It's it's I don't all see how they can like we were just saying. I don't see even though how they can wrap everything up nice and tight in one more issue. It's all seen through the divinity of our Almighty Jeff Johns. All hail. All hail. All hail. And I trust it because of that. Just like I trust anything Star Wars because of Disney. Just like I trust anything MCU because they have not proven us too terribly wrong. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. The button has been a hell of a ride so far. And it's it's not over. We have one more issue. That cosmic treadmill is still going. Yeah, we have one more issue. Start together in one minute. What did Eobard Thon seen? Where where is this button's power coming from? This is all in the next issue titled "The Hand of God." 
Okay, so As we've, we've all we've all come to the conclusion, and it's all kind of made, made apparent that this is the Watchmen we're talking about. Obviously. Yes, it's Doctor Manhattan we're talking about. Doctor Manhattan, I think it's Here's my biggest question though: point, is like why why would what's Manhattan's reason for? Playing God. Now, here's my thing: is this at the end of at the end of the Watchmen story? At the end of the Watchmen story, yes, when yes. he goes away, I know exactly where you're going. Is this what happens when he says, "Maybe I think I'll create some exactly. of my own"? Yes. Is this what that is? No. Is the whole DC universe honestly, is that what he created, or honestly, is that something he discovered? Is that I I think it's something he created, but I think honestly, if you if you're telling a good story, I think he tried a few times. I think he's yeah. created a few universes and then destroyed them. And do you think that says in pursuit of this one? But this one has turned to be out of hand. You know, Superman's too powerful, and Batman's too powerful, and this person, and this person. So he tried to he fix it. Him. He and, tried to fix it, and, and, and have you noticed? Like, and have you noticed that for the most part, the Watchmen's main characters—they kind of show not only like physical traits, but like personality traits of a lot of our beloved big characters that we have in DC. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Could I mean, be, he used them as a basic image. Oh, to yeah, definitely. Superman to build Batman to definitely. Do. Definitely, absolutely. And he finally thought he nailed it, and then he, then it fucked up, and he tried to tweak it because he wanted to nail it, you know. And then he tweaked it again, New Fifty Two, and then they still fought back. And now this is the culmination of them fighting back constantly against his vision of what should be perfect. That is what. If that's not the case, I want that to be the case. That is what I think it is. Oh, I mean, come on, man! Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Jobs. Wait a minute! Wait a you minute! Now. Jeff are you saying? Are you saying that I could possibly be more powerful than than Jeff than Johns? the Almighty? Than the Almighty? Than the Johns? Almighty Johns? Uh oh! Blasphemy! <laughs> we're we're rebelling against the narrative here. <laughs> Burning up the lantern. We're about to experience our own rebirth. God damn it! John's <laughs> hand comes in. <laughs> You saw the hand of God. <laughs> you know too much. Oh, shit. Oh, man. This chair is so loud. It's fine. <laughs> all right. Anyways, Odo, do you want to <coughs> add you want to anything to anything answer. we've said? What do you think about Flashpoint, at least? It was good. Great movie. What'd you think? Great movie. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did you think about the button so far? Uh, I've really liked it, especially 22, the interaction between what what is two different Batmans, but also oh being father and son. Yes, that was one point I was going to bring up was At the, the whole, the the whole Bruce saying, like, I, I, I only wanted to tell you one thing since I've read your letter. You're a grandfather. Like that made me like, oh god damn it, man! Like, right? you know, there's a million things and you can bring up. Isn't it so like, perfect? They didn't get much out of that. He just no. kept standing offish. He yep. just kept standing, staring off into the distance. Like maybe he's thinking, and mm -hmm. or and you wanted him to say something about that, and then he turns and he or says. Even 
he talks about the Batman yeah. instead of being a grandfather up until that last second. <laughs> be a like, father that I couldn't be. Yeah, and yeah. fucking mm. find find peace and find happiness in your life. And you wonder what what What's, is that? What the Dark Days, the Forge, and is that what Dark Days Metal is about? It might be. I want it to be. Like it, I, I want I want him to tell I want him telling him to give it up to just like. You don't need to do this for me. You don't need to do this for your mother. For Batman to you find You don't need to way. do this. You need to find... You, like, I want <laughs> you to find peace and I want you to find happiness. Which he's already been kind how of perfect, on the path of. How perfect would it finally to be like, if they do... I know it will never be permanent, but if they do finally be like, you know what? Like, let's give Bruce a break for a while. Let's right. not do it like, oh, he's dead. Like, let's give him a fucking break. Let's right. finally pass on the mantle. And, and what it perfect feels like they've been on that path. For the point where it's just like, Bruce is like, well, that, like, my whole goal, my whole reason doing this because I was doing this to avenge for, for my parents. And my, but when parents my father's okay. own words is telling me like you don't need to do this for me, you don't need to do this for your mother. What like he like that? That's all he needs to know. Like yes, you're fine. Like we're like you have fought the fight. Your time is done. Well, you don't well, do it feels thing. like for a while now he's been trying to find that way. Uh, yeah, he's been trying to find his own. Re- he's been trying to find a reason. The Belfry and the team there, Batwoman, mm-hmm. Clayface. Orphan spoiler. And that's just a detective. Like that's yeah. not counting fucking. That's not counting the whole end game situation. Exactly. He died and he came back and he was he was going to stay away from that when he had that ambitious shit. Yes, and now he has yellow Batman. <laughs> Why can't I think of his name? Shit. Uh, Duke. Duke. Yes. I want. I kept. I don't know if they ever came with a name for him. Yet. He doesn't have one. Oh, yeah, he's no, still just Duke. But um, I know. I remember that he mentioned. I that feel he like was that's the how they're get, they're gonna that. close. All stars, uh, Batman with that, but um, yeah, no, I mean he's been trying to make sure that it'll be okay without him for a while, and I'm hoping that this and then Dark Days and the twenty other titles that come out of that, <coughs> the thing that, that Dark Knight. No, it end. starts with Dark Days: The Forge. Oh, wow. Dark Days something. Only heard so far. Is and then Dark, Dark Knight's Metal. Metal. Yeah. Um, those are the only three. Dark I days, know. dark dusk, dark fucking but sunset. It's supposed to be something. I really hope that Bruce can pass it on from there. It would be, it would be a very fitting reason for him to do so. Like fitting, said, we we've seen him die, quote unquote, multiple times. You've seen him get his back broken. You've seen multiple things, but like for him to finally be just at peace and be ready to go would be the best outing. Speaking of ways to. Pass it on. Let's pass it on to phone booth news. Yay. I'm going to try and go through this as fast as I possibly can. We're not going to bullshit during this anymore. <coughs> Except for that. <laughs> Which, everyone, sorry. Uh, got some coughing issues going on. As you may have heard, I apologize. Wow, boring. Superman couldn't change <laughs> during that. Uh, first off. Josh Brolin is cast as Cable. Uh, the second off on our list here is Captain or uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite has its first trailer out. It looks like a Marvel vs. Capcom game. Honestly, it stopped. Brolin is Cable though. Yeah, he's staying us now, but like still. It's okay. Whatever. No, we're not going backwards. Uh, obviously, its appeal uh, in the video game industry ended it too, but check it out if you want. Marvel no, Captain Phasma um, has been announced as a upcoming comic. 
Which is cool because we don't know much about Phasma and the most she's been expanded on is in Poe Dameron. Uh, moving on in Star Wars. Star Wars Battlefront 2 trailer came out. Really great trailer. And you'll be excited to know that it is going to come with a story mode. And it does span all three trilogies. Speaking of someone who has their hand in all three trilogies, Carrie Fisher's tribute premiered at the Star Wars Celebration, which... You may have seen the clip video, but it goes so much farther beyond that. Go to YouTube, to the Star Wars page, check out the Star Wars Celebration panels and videos. Um, it, Mark Hamill himself even did his own full-on show about Carrie Fisher, and the videos and stories he shares are just uplifting. After that, we have the Unbreakable slash Split sequel Glass, as it's being titled, is confirmed. Um, now this isn't DC, Marvel, independent, anything really, but it is a superhero story by M. Night Shyamalan with two critically acclaimed prequels to it. And any chance to see Bruce Willis as a superhero? Let's take it. So that has been announced. Jeff Goldblum has been announced for the Jurassic World sequel. That couldn't make me any happier, honestly. Yeah. I want so badly for this to be the bridge between all three Jurassic Park movies to the new series. Um, but we really won't find out until the movie because Jeff Goldblum was the main character in Jurassic World, er, in the Lost World, Lost World Jurassic Park. And I thought, yeah, that, that in, as far as uh, Jurassic World goes, it literally goes from Jurassic Park to Jurassic World. Everything yes, in between doesn't But they don't direct. necessarily shit on everything in between. No, they, they don't. don't they, they don't, don't acknowledge it, but I thought that it was stated it, that, the, that everything happened in between park and world uh, wasn't in continuity. We take the movies as continuity, and the movie itself does not necessarily dismiss those. It doesn't close the timeline to where, like, this couldn't have possibly happened. So, <coughs> they could have changed their mind from there. Either way... Good to see Jeff Goldblum with dinosaurs. Me too. Finally, we have Batman and Bill, a documentary coming to Hulu um, as which, of this Saturday. Which I honestly didn't know about until you made the until I seen your notes. I was I was listening to an episode of Fat Man on Batman like a few years ago. It's a the episode's at least two or three years old where uh, they have Bill Finger's daughter on there. She was talking it's, about trying to get together to to get a documentary made for him. But like that was the last I heard about that. And, and pretty much around the time that the New Fifty Two became a thing, Bill Finger's accomplishments and acolytes towards Batman started, started becoming acknowledged. And acknowledged, yeah. Uh, what and, was it? BVS was the first actual motion picture or anything that actually acknowledged him. Yeah, yeah, that and, uh, had his name in it. He's still co-created by it, but... And so this is the the logical next step to say that it wasn't just Bob Kane. It was Bob Kane and Bill Finger, and they're going to go through his entirety of the Batman line. So if you want to watch that, it's already up on Hulu at, recording this it came up today by the time you're listening to this it's been up for two days so check that out it should be pretty cool i haven't seen it yet but 
I'm excited for it. Uh, moving on from that to other, further, more important DC Universe news, DC has announced that they are starting their own network, which is really cool for anyone who's a fan of the Berlantiverse <coughs> To this point, Arrow, Flash. Are you fucking with me? Seriously? Yeah. Did you well, not? Wait a I minute. I've not heard this. You didn't know this? I didn't know this. Like, what, <laughs> Dude, what we, I've been claiming for years, they're actually like, doing? The thing yeah. that we have talked about, there just needs to be a DC network. There's going to basically be a DC network. We've been claiming yeah. it for both. There should be a Marvel, too. But, yeah. Uh, yeah but yes, but, yes. This is coming to DC. And their first two... Oh, my DC, God. That makes my dick hard. DC streaming originals... Are Titans and Young Justice season three? Well, those are the first two things that are coming exclusively. Well, season, to that. season three of Young Justice is actually going to be uh, streamed on the WB website for now. From well, no, uh, by the time what, it comes up, this DC network should be. Up what there. this this is going to be like a digital streaming service, kind of like. Netflix. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 that's yeah. probably what it is. It's like the WWE. Move over, CW. It's like the WWE Network. WWE Network's oh, focusing on everything WWE. No you can pretty much <laughs> guess from it's the fucking time. It's a network WWE stuff? Okay, it's called WWE Network, and this is called DC do, Network. Do it, do so, but, so, but does the WWE Network also play the WWE movies? Actually, yeah, I think it does. Really? I don't know. Like, I don't know specifically, but maybe, yeah, I think I guess. I will say they should, if not. Do they also play the Scooby Doo movies with John Cena and Undertaker? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably guess. Yeah, any any chance they have to jerk themselves off? Who's hi? Your head is so much smaller than your breast. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's an angle thing, but I'm gonna imagine it's not. It's not an angle thing. <laughs> yeah. And look at her trying to compensate with you know, the angle. I don't know, like, I'm gonna bring it more <laughs> Even then, they're still at least the same size. Oh, okay. So we have to cut all this out. Hopefully, I find it. If not, we we just had a conversation about Bob's wife's dress. That's fine. Anyways, yeah. Uh, so Titans is going to be headed by Berlanti. I'm pretty fucking But there is no wait. confirmation whether it will be a Berlanti-verse or it'll be like Supergirl started. Now, there could always be like a Flash fucking thing bringing it all together. The point is we don't know if this is Berlanti-verse or outside Berlanti-verse able to be drawn in. See, I feel like they're going to make it Berlanti-verse because you have the perfect opportunity with Wally. With Wally, I thought we were talking about like Disney Pixar's Wally. I'm like, no. Oh my god, a Berlanti verse live action Wally show would be awesome. But without Batman and Superman, little known to fans, we don't have Nightwing, and Nightwing right. has been confirmed. So <clears throat> right, but what I'm saying is, with Wally making these trips to Earth three because of Jesse and like other stuff like that. Why not make it an Earth 3 Titans? Uh, yeah, well, it could be. But at the you same know, time, like, Earth 3 hasn't shown that it has an arrow. It, like, you know, we don't... Right. Okay, yeah, we don't you know. know what? No, that's... I, I started saying that as like a, a counteractive thing, but it, 
it's a proactive thing. If we it starts don't know. In three, yeah, we, yeah, don't, we know don't know much. what these other Earths have. Yeah, just like Supergirl. She comes from whatever Earth that is. We know that there's a Supergirl and a Superman on that Earth. But no other heroes, as again, as, as far as we know. Well, you got Martian Manhunter and Red Tornado. Well, no, no, I mean on... Yeah, Red Tornado one. On Supergirl. Supergirl. Yeah. Yeah, Martian yeah. Manhunter on Supergirl, you have... Uh, you don't have Martian Manhunter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But he's not... You have... He's a hero born out of Supergirl. He's not an established... Right. Hero. Yeah. But, so, who's who's to say that this isn't going to interact with the shows right off the bat? Yeah. I feel like we have the opportunity for that to happen, but whether they set it up like, okay, it's in our main Berlanti, it's, it's Earth-1. We don't know. But you would think that on Earth 1, between Flash, Arrow, and Legends, we would have heard of Batman and Superman by now. Like, how these kind of heroes would have been kept secret this whole time is beyond me. But you'd think that there would have been some mention of them by now. Going from one streaming service to another, uh, Defenders. First trailer came up on YouTube and all over the internet, and it's coming to Netflix real soon. This Uh, fall, actually. Yes. So, we've watched Daredevil Season 1 and 2. We've got Iron Fist and Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, arguably the best of all of them, but... What do you guys think of this trailer? Do you feel this could be the like culmination what, of everything Netflix, Marvel? One thing I am excited about for Defenders is that it's eight episodes. Yeah. Opposed to 13. Well, because there's some, there's some of these, like we, we were talking about with, with Iron Fist. Granted, Iron Fist ran into a lot of problems prior to So by the time the show was ready to go, like they rushed a lot of things. Like we, yeah. we were in that discussion before about yeah. as far as action sequences go. I think go, we even talked about they it learned, on one of the podcasts. Yeah, they learned, he, he learned a lot of the that choreography day of, day before, you mean... A week before, like yeah. that's why a lot of the and, and, and of all the and of all the characters next. I mean, of course, Daredevil is martial arts themed as well. But like, if all those four characters, Iron Fist should have been his choreography should have been spot on. Yeah, and it, you could tell it wasn't. Now, just by telling by this trailer, and I was going to mention this earlier off off mic, but I was like, now I'll save it for the discussion. I can already tell the improvement as far as the trailer goes on his fighting style. Yeah. On on Danny Rand's fighting style just in the trailer compared like, to his whole season of his show. Some of the few moves you it see It looked crisper, make. cleaner, like it looked like he knew more of what he was doing rather yeah. than... Which, you know, we even talked that could even correlate to he's had more time to train. Yeah. And, you know, yes. Not... not Finn Jones, the actor, but Danny Rand, the character, exactly. could have had more time to train. You know, we don't know what happened at we the don't end know. Of Iron Fist. We, we, don't know to, we, we, we know to an extent about how long he was Iron Fist. Like, he had well, the title no, Iron Fist. Well, like, now, I, I, I feel like I can finally, like, weigh in on some of this because only you lent me the Immortal Iron Fist yeah. train. And this. You finally read um, it? Well, I'm about 10 issues in. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a big chunk. We just started the um, the tournament, the tournament of the seven cities of heaven. So honestly, I feel like he should have been further. Like the more I've read this trade, the more Immortal Iron Fist, the Netflix series, falls apart for me. Yeah, I feel like he he should have been been further along. Yeah, Yeah. because and the thing is, and like the original, like Marvel premiere fifteen, when Iron Fist first comes on the scene, he is in Kunlun. 
has been there since he was 10. He is yep. 20 years old. So he's had 10 years there training, learning mm-hmm. to fight, all that. Before, he goes, before this is he before he becomes yeah. the Iron Fist. And he becomes the Iron Fist. So, like, he's had all this training. I mean, and granted, then, granted, in the show, he had, they showed that he had <coughs> a lot of training prior as well. Yeah, no, it's it still not like by the end result, by the time that he comes yeah. back to our world, to man's world, away from Kunlun, at least so far, at least the little bit that I've read in the comics, granted, you, you have much more knowledge than I do, the little bit that I've read in the, in the comics I'll is that he came that. out of Kunlun with a lot more experience than what he's showing in the show. Yeah. Yeah. So and Davos even Davos yeah. in, in the comics way different. So well, let's let's forget about that and and focus more on Davos in the show is is pretty focused on. It seems like he's no. an uppercomer with Daniel Rand when it should be he's been there a while and watched a couple guys pass him up. Well, yeah, which and, would and add so much more to his hatred towards the end of that show. And, yeah, so, well, you know, you, you see that revealed in one of the episodes where he loses his composure when talking to, I think, Claire, you know, saying that that was his birthright yeah. and he stole it. Yeah, you could tell that he was still he's a bit, little resentful and bitter about it and, and how he's, much passion he still had this, for it. That actor really good at that kind of role. Yeah. I, I watched 12 Monkeys on the uh, Sci-Fi the Network. show, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was, he was on there and oh, uh, okay. he was kind of not exactly the same character but kind of a similar character but and he plays <clears throat> that well very anyway well. you know getting back to the defenders aspect of all this where, yes. where we started you know it does it looks like a lot of the fight sequences involving mm-hmm. iron fist are going to be a lot cleaner he's the actor is more knowledgeable about what he's doing this time around and you know like you said we're down to eight episodes instead of the traditional 13 that we've had with all these other because I, I feel like there's a lot not only just with iron fist great we talked about this before iron fist feels like there was a lot of filler yeah that that, that would have benefited from an eight series or eight eight episode series mm-hmm. exactly yeah uh Luke Cage was a bit of the same way. Granted, Luke Cage was one of the stronger mm. shows for me, but there was a lot of the same discussions between the bad guys on yeah. like this is what we're doing. Like there could there's an easy at least episode or two like think, worth of time. Think about like, any dramatic moment in your life. That, like how however bad it got. Do you remember having the same conversation twenty times with different people? Oh yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, so yeah. that's why I forgive a lot of these things because while we're only seeing two, three, four max five times they're having this conversation, they've probably had it like eighteen fucking times by the uh, by the last point. Yeah. You know, like, think of the most dramatic moments of your life, and yeah, you're fucking telling anybody who you trust and will listen. But I'm not talking about dramatic moments in my life. I'm talking about a one season for the most part for each one of these characters. Some one pretty season fucking story. dramatic shit happens in each yeah, one of these 13 episodes and, and you're going to give me a total of two or three episodes length worth of time of just filler. Of shit that, Fair yeah, enough. it I'm does contribute saying... to the storyline, does contribute to the I'm plot. I'm not saying it's, like, it's not slow. I'm saying it deserves more recognition for what it is than yeah. what it's... people expect. But To me, it just sticks out more of a slow burn than anything. 
like more than but just with like, this yeah, being eight this... episodes, we're we're not gonna have like how we were thinking. Okay, well we're gonna we're have, have board, an episode. We're not gonna have board meetings. We're like, not gonna have a dozen or two. God damn it, he you runs know, a corporation. Fuck you know, Fucking so does Bruce Wayne, but you don't see a million fucking conferences. Maybe I'd like to. <laughs> Well, then watch the Nolan movies. But, there's quite a few of them. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. find out the interaction of how Matt Murdock and Jessica Jones come into each other's lives. And I do like he that walks movie. in, he's her attorney now. You know, first time the Iron Fist meets Luke Cage, he tries to punch him. Yeah, and they're shitty yeah. towards each other. Yeah, and, and that was fucking great. Because now, they are in the comics when they first meet. Now, we visit something I've, I've voiced in the other podcasts. And that is, now that it's down to eight episodes, I I feel like they're in a rush, Luke Cage getting out of jail. They've got this solid basis for at least half a second season. Now, if after Defenders, if during Defenders they decide to glance over the Luke Cage... That's what I was thinking they might do, is they might might mention it a few times, but then once they go back for season two of Luke Cage, they explain to you what happened. Exactly, that'd be fine. Because you've got half a season of material, at least half a season of material of Luke Cage being in jail. And honestly, I'm okay with if Defenders did happen to do that with each one of those characters. Like, kind of give us a little bit of like, like, wait a minute, when did this happen? Yeah, it's Defenders And kind of give you a little bit of hints, but we'll set it up, we'll set up each one of those individual shows. And that's like, what I think it's like kind of, it. even though it hasn't been officially announced, I think it's kind of well known that for the, we're going to see Punisher sometime during this this season. I hope so. It hasn't been announced. Have you have you have you have you watched the video where they they note like the original teaser, the "Come as you are," where it's just like Come you see all the stuff ripping, or oh, where it says awesome. "Defend." I liked that better yeah. than the actual trailer. Well, the, the last shot where it says "Defend," and you notice each one of the letters are like two of the D's are taken from season one, season two, title of Daredevil. Yeah, there's a. Uh, the E is taken from... Yeah, it, I mean, it's... But then there's, one, but then there's one that the first E in Defend doesn't match up with name their titles, but if you look at some of the title cards on some of the, the Punisher comics, the E matches the E on that perfectly. I hope he comes up in Defenders. And I, why wouldn't he? I will not be offended if he doesn't. If he doesn't, yeah. Exactly. And it'll make sense but enough. I, I see him popping in. At some point. I hope Same so. with Electro. I mean, great Electro was shown in that trailer, but, like, I kind of suspect that before. It's like, Electro's coming back at some point. And obviously... Well, no, yeah, during that trailer, it looks like that's... That's she might have in the comments. Because yeah. it's been kind of like... It's been pretty much well known that the hand she's, is kind of the big bad that all, they're all going to have to deal yeah. with. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't she be one of the big bads with the hand? Yeah, they do have to deal with. Yeah, make complete sense. Very well. Well, speaking of things and continuities that confuse us, let's go <laughs> on to the big topic of this episode. Um, Which, and uh, I, honestly, I think we just found the title for this episode: "Things and Continuities That Confuse Us." That's confusing continuities. Title. Okay. That's more of a title. That sounds more like a title. The other one was a bit, a bit too long. But no, it's that okay. The, I mean, there the are titles like Fantastic Beasts, so where to find them? The other but sounded like, more like a chapter title, yeah, rather than an overall title. Fair enough. Co- confusing continuities to so, hark on. So is this the point where where Boba Fett is gonna step out? I think out? this is my my cue to step out. Correct? Is this? Oh yes. Now supposed to watch? Yes. Yeah. This is so where, this is where you were supposed to go to the. 
movies, Bob. Well, here's here, you here's the thing. In my defense, wife. I set up babysitter a few days in, the, in advance. I set up made full plans on dinner and a movie to watch the very romantic Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 with my beloved wife. No, you actually don't know, because you didn't see it, exactly how romantic it was. I figured there's going to be some romance in it between Drax and... And his Peter knives. Bull. Anyways, go smoke. <coughs> and few. those of us who are coughing, who don't smoke... We'll those talk. of us who actually keep current with movies and don't want to develop yeah. more cancer. Those of us who actually care about Marvel Studios, eh. whatever. Meh. We don't care. Meh. We don't care what you want. Go watch Justice League and get your I fucking jog- jollies off. I can't wait. Well, we'll sit in our actually cohesive universe. <laughs> and I will enjoy every second of it. All right. So, as Bob steps outside for a cigarette, we move on <coughs> to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And, wow, it was really cool. It was it was great. So, the first thing I'm going to do, like, I, I want us to nitpick it before we praise it. Okay. So, okay. some of my nitpicks were like baby group was enjoyable but overplayed. Um like, now see I uh, well I had sort of the same opinion. In the beginning, this very first uh moment with baby group. Okay by the way but, spoilers. spoilers yes we had the same idea at the same time <laughs> time spoilers if you didn't already know. Um, spoilers for Guardians so, of the like, Galaxy. Are you, are you about to talk about the opening scene? The opening okay, scene. I enjoyed that. Like, I didn't. Like, no. I, I enjoyed it, but then I found myself watching Baby Group. Watching what's going on in the background. Watching Baby Like, there was too much See, to try right to there. watch. That's, that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> I, I can understand where it's enjoyable. I personally did not enjoy it because I was focusing too much on Root. I wanted to see the fight with yeah. this thing. Ever since the trailer, I wanted to see the fight with this thing. And, yeah. by the way, we did say on a former podcast, maybe the trailer gives too much away. It doesn't. No, not no, at all. Absolutely not. Having seen the whole thing, it does not give too much away. Uh, in fact, like, little slivers you could take out, and you'd still be surprised at the, the overall thing. Yeah, well, like, the thing is, I think a lot of what we saw in the trailer was fairly based in Act 1. Well, okay. It was based in more of the capsule of Guardians versus Ravengers. Yeah. Yeah, any trailer I saw versus... The movie yeah. I saw, everything I saw in those trailers was more geared towards their interactions with the Ravengers than anything else. Right. Of course, there was, <clears throat> you know, Ego in the final trailer. Yeah. You know, the monster and all that shit. But it's like... Um, but ultimately, the stuff you see in the trailers, yeah, that's Ravengers. But, you know, going back, like... I, I feel like they knew that people were they were gonna go ape shit over baby group. So of course, yeah. so of course, yeah. There were scenes he was adorable. You enjoyed what he was doing. It was funny at the right moments. He was like heartfelt at the right moments. The I, there was one scene where I just, I lost my shit. I could not stop laughing. Okay, what uh, was that? 
the the scene where Rocket and Yondu are imprisoned and they're telling. Oh yeah, he, he keeps going back and forth. When yeah. he brought no, the no, no 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 we won't we won't go into like, detail. We'll leave that. I, just, I lost it. Yeah. Like I laughed There's so hard so I started crying. Good shit, yes. But you know, other than that, you know, some of it was was just. Okay, well that was well, a little unnecessary. Okay, now the now same with Drax's humor. Think think about now we'll get back to Drax's yeah. humor because that that was a point I had. Uh, think about it as and you and me both. I have a three year old turning four in October. You have a couple toddlers <laughs> now. Uh, so you know, think of it on a toddler spectrum. They are so fucking random. Yeah. Sometimes they can be so goddamn serious. Uh, last weekend alone, Lex was all over being helpful. And it couldn't just be, oh, here's a rag. Please wipe this thing. No. He wanted to be helped. He needed to know he was making a difference. Yeah. And it was so hard <coughs> for me to find that well, that place for him. And, and but there were, there, there were times where I'm like, that's Abby right there. And yeah, and then there like, are times. The hat thing. Yeah, there are times when they're so fucking random that they're just running around causing chaos, doing whatever comes into their mind. Baby Groot, I could get on a complete level with, and I understood based on my experience, not with my, not just with my oldest son, who is now 11, but... With kids, my, my youngest son, who is three. And so, yeah, I'm like, I, I got baby group. A, a phrase I can say is, like, the father-toddler relationship between Groot and Rocket. Yeah. Like, that was Groot always Rocket enjoyable. and even Peter. Yeah. Peter Quill. And it, Drax, it seemed like, like he had three daddies. Day. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know what's weird? No, it seemed like he had the weirdest relationship with well, Gamora. If anything, he had the battle relationship with Gamora. Yeah. Which is kind of cool in its own right. But, um, but. yeah, no, like, if, if you felt any sort of cozy relationship, it was definitely from either Drax... Rocket or yeah. Peter, which is funny. But um, as far as you were saying with Yondu, was it Yondu you were talking Drax. about? Drax. Oh, was it like yeah, no, Drax. Yeah, Drax. Humor. As far as you were saying with Drax, <coughs> they played it up way too much. Well, they, I think they played it off of the response that people gave from Guardians of Galaxy Volume 1. No, I, I give it to one line. Well, it would I'm, never go over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. Would yeah. Catch it. Yes. And, and that is that is the one line I feel like sold the entire performance of Drax during this. And that's yeah. so sad. It is. Because Drax is what he was in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. We got the biggest laughs from him. Yeah. But only because he's so fucking serious. He's so revenge determined. Yeah, like there there is no like gray area with him. And like, you know, the scenes with when the mantis touches him a couple different times. The first time in the ship, she touches him, it is pure like hilarity. You can you can argue, yes, that Dragon uh, Drax has these layers, but and give Mantis every single moment with Drax that she had. 
But before she has those reactions, he's already this warm, fun-loving, ignorant guy. Who we don't want to him. Stuff. We don't want him to be. Uh, uh, we don't want him to be Bill Goldberg as Santa Claus. Santa, yeah. yeah. We don't want Goldberg Santa Claus yeah. out of Drax. But we want <clears throat> Batista as Drax. Yeah, and but like one of the one of the issues I had with it was like, and, and not just from Drax, but like there were points in the movie like humor seemed forced. Uh, like scenes, scenes drug out longer than they should have, just for the sake of extending a joke. Please, like, please elaborate on that. Okay, the tape. No, the no, 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 no. Okay, all right, go ahead and okay. make your piece. The, the scene where Rocket asks Peter for a tape. So then you hear. Peter going around during this giant battle. I thought that like, was hilarious. I was I was laughing and I was laughing and then he kept going at, to more and more people and I'm like, okay, now this joke is starting to like wear a little old. And then he goes back. He's like, did you ask Nebula? <laughs> yeah. Did you? Well, she was beside him when I it's asked. She three, didn't say. Anything. Okay. Here's here's my point on. Is that jokes... Okay. I'm going to sound a little douchebaggy here. But the classic training on a joke is that the max of the joke is the a joke of three. I feel like they went from, does anyone have any tape? It two points. Before they hit the next joke. Which is Peter Quill asking about tape. He hit three. And then it comes back to a new joke that nobody has tape. So, and then they hit three points on that joke, (coughs) and then Groot runs off with the bomb. Now, if if you're breaking it down scientifically, yes, of course you can agree. Maybe, though, it doesn't resonate with your... (laughs) This is where it sounds douchey, your, your, your humor. Yeah. Like, if you were to watch every single episode of... The Three Stooges. I feel like, based on this opinion, you wouldn't get every episode. You'd find some funny, of course. I think I've watched almost every single episode of The Three Stooges. You definitely have not. (laughs) I haven't seen every episode, and I'm pretty sure I could quote every single episode you've seen. Probably. Personally, yeah. But anyway, anyway. But the point is, is there's this classic layer of humor that is that is latent within there. And there are three jokes where most people would see one joke that started at this one thing and went on and on and on. I hate that because that means most people have lost touch with what humor really is. Right. But that's where I think you're at. Is that you? You saw it Probably. on that spectrum. Well, it was also like pushing one a.m. when that part rolled around. So fair enough for me. It was it for me. It so, was like two o'clock when that when that was happening. Yeah. yeah. So that that could that could play a part in it. We we caught the late showing. Yeah. But you know, 
All right, let, let's let's kind of roll into the things that we we enjoyed, we appreciate. Okay, fair enough, fair yeah. enough, fair enough. Like I I love as as much as I did in the first one the references to all Marvel that is intergalactic. Yeah. Um, the Howard <clears throat> the Duck I could have done without. See now now that I I, I got a kick out of it one because it oh, yeah. it was Howard the Duck. No, I went ha- Howard the Duck. Yeah, that, that was that about was, it. That was my reaction. But you know, there's the fact that so much more Marvel Universe, so much more. Yeah, like, but I, I mean, cosmically, that they could have hit on. Well, there is, those moments. but you know, Howard the Duck was one of our after credit scenes from the first one. I don't blame them for bringing him back. Of course, yeah. they brought him back twice, though. And the first time was kind of like a little, like, he got some lines and a moment, you know. I don't, I don't think he deserves the lines in a moment when there's so much more yeah. important shit that you could put in there. But I, I feel like maybe if he had just a tip of the cap every Guardians of the Galaxy movie, I'd be happy. Which Here I feel like I've been robbed of something. Yeah. Well, you also got to cont- you gotta take into consideration everything that hasn't been set up that you're wanting. I'm also taking into consideration that Howard the Duck doesn't have that vibrant of a fucking story. You nope. know what? You know the best thing he's set up in 15 years? Gwenpool. Yeah. That's it. And it's a good <clears throat> it's a good book. I like it. She's hilarious. Her like her origin story plays into her abilities yeah. amazingly, but, but that's been the biggest con. <laughs> hey, maybe that was Gwynpool that he's sitting with. That's <laughs> no. no. been the biggest contribution that he's made to the Marvel but, universe in years, well, and he's had many stories in those years. Well, okay, let, let's move past Howard the Duck. Fair okay, enough. we. we we had some really colorful, really, really cool, uh, like, scenes in this movie. Yes. You know, the, course, the locations are many and vibrant. Yes. And, and not distractingly so. Right. Like, and then you, throughout the whole movie, like, you feel what started in the first one was that, like, rivalry between Rocket and Peter. Yeah. But also the the camaraderie that was there, and because of the scope, you get a better idea of warp, how yeah. they get to these planets. Yeah, so on and, and so and, forth. and that like I I then we're well, about to do seven hundred. Yeah, like that was great, and just the the bubbling faces <laughs> and everything. I'm like that was great. Uh, we need to make sure that he's. And they didn't watch. throw it away either. They brought it back. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's like you know all the different travel that happened, and did you did you notice? Okay, Kurt Russell in the beginning of the movie when they're driving in oh. the uh, <coughs> first the uh, the third. No, I have down here. By the way, if you're listening, uh, I wrote my notes in the dark without looking at them. And Odal, would you say that is an incredibly impressive display? Yeah. For someone who did that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but I did you say, notice? I'm a pretty good movie critic. Did you notice that 
his car in the beginning had the same color scheme as the Milano. The blue, the blue and orange. Oh, I noticed the blue. I didn't notice the orange. Yeah, the the firebird on his hood was orange. And like the the stripes on it. Shit, that's awesome. Like, I I really liked that. See, the note I took was they did young Kurt Russell. Yeah. And he looked amazing. Yeah, he looked great. He looked better than young Princess Leia. He looked better than um, Grand Moff Tarkin. He looked better than young Tony Stark. Well, now keep in mind that, that Princess Leia and Shut up, Bob! Like the R2 from Star Wars, those were complete CG. Yeah, no, those, yeah, yeah. Those yeah, weren't yeah, taking like a person and modifying them. No, no, no. But Shut up, Bob! We know that Tron 2 was the first. <coughs> It was awful, but a good attempt. Michael Douglas was that bad. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Bob. <laughs> and now Odo signs fun and this whole uh, thing falls apart. Anyways, but uh, the thing is <coughs> the thing is here is that the first time they really re- Disney really experimented with this was in Tron 2. And, and they and got they, better with it in Iron Man or in Civil War. What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Iron Man. Ant-Man. Yeah. Huh? Ant Man as well. Yeah. God damn it, Bob! If you want to be a part of this, if you want to be a part of this, come in here. Are we done with spoilers? No. No. Then shut the fuck up. Oh shit. Anyways. They're so, Kirk Douglas. Their young Kirk Douglas was amazing. And I I want to say this. <laughs> Michael Douglas? I hate you so much. And I know I'm not going to... I know personally I'm not going to cut this out. All God right. damn it, go to hell, Bob! <coughs> all right, all right, all right. Come right. back when we're talking about Preacher Season 2. I'm fucking die. All right. Anyways. Like, okay, so young Kurt, Ru- uh, young Kurt Russell looked really good. Yes, he did. Branching off of, you know, um, how Rogue One went and Civil War went. They, I mean, this, this Disney facial recognition euthanizing aging software 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 it's come to full fruition because honestly honestly i knew like i was looking for it i was looking for the moment where i felt like kurt russell was fake in those first it wasn't there and you couldn't it wasn't there it was so fucking perfect that you felt like it was kurt russell from the 19 goddamn 70s. Yeah. But like, you know, going on the the interaction between Ego and Peter. Like him explaining what this is, yeah. what, what you're and like why I've been searching for you. The the interaction between the two of them at the start is very heartwarming. Peter finally found his dad. Things are going good. Then you find out what Ego really wants. And things turn south. And Peter gets now, pissed. Now, okay, here's the thing. 
I think I'm coming from a different space in this movie than you. Maybe what? Bob. I don't know. Because <laughs> Bob didn't see the movie. Stupid piece of shit. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, like me myself, I have an estranged relationship with my father. We have maybe two great moments in the span of 15 years, and then it culminates in me punching him in the face. And post that, I can only remember him trying to abuse my ability to overcome my social and mental neuroses to try and better my life, to try and better his life. And it, now, doesn't that sound exactly what we're talking about yeah, yeah. here in Guardians of the Galaxy? I got very choked up during this movie. Now... This is also on the heels of me listening to the audio tape for Shockaholic and finishing to this day, May the 6th. You'll be hearing this May the 8th, I want to say. Um, uh, the wishful drinking yeah. of Princess Leia Carrie Fisher and her experiences with her father, which I made a post gives me hope that maybe at some point he'll need my help and I'll actually rise to the occasion where he failed so miserably. Yeah. So you found a lot to relate to in that situation. Exactly. Yeah. This was this was a so, huge moment for me. And yeah. then then the reveal of Peter Quill's mother. And then, I don't want to say it. Yeah, cuz don't yeah. want to say it. The the reveal Peter Peter <clears throat> moment where my relation ends. Right. And anyone and the who in turn. that situation, yeah, anyone has to put themselves in that situation. Oh yeah. My my dad did this. Yeah, and and just the reaction, like the movie from there forward was was pure gold. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, the like, well, it was pure gold before, but just but then, I I no, think for multiple people, multiple different one of the reasons. one of my favorite lines that I think was said by Peter Quill was, "I'm gonna build some weird shit." When he was <laughs> when he was like, build an eight foot tall Pac Man. And then, like, and he does, and he yeah. does, yeah, and he did it, and I'm like, that's awesome. I'm gonna build some weird shit, and the way the movie goes about it is just an overlap line, but later he builds some weird yeah. shit. Yeah. <clears throat> but then you know, you, you have the the relationship starting super sour between Gamora and Nebula from the start. Like Nebula's yeah, like, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. fucking kill you, to they finally come together at the end. Okay, this movie... God damn it. I didn't want this to be the podcast where I I was like, this is my life. (laughs) But this podcast really... This movie really was. Being my father, I don't have a great relationship with. We share the same name. I decided to give my son the same name. My firstborn son the same name. And... Honestly, I think, like, the way I like to think of it as, I have, I honestly, he 
once put a box together, this crate of things, and he wrote notes of what each and everything was and why it meant something to him and why it should mean something to me. That's the best connection I had to anything before my generation. Post my generation, I have, this is why you should be better than us. Because that was always my motivation in the type of dad I wanted to be, the type of man I wanted to be. I wanted to be better than my dad. He yeah. was an alcoholic who just couldn't fucking figure it out. A moron. <coughs> and that's what I found. I wanted to be better than the moron. Yeah. And I see in my son that he is better than the moron. But I want him to be better than me. So he has to be smart. And that is, that's what I took from this movie. Is that I'm, I built from my dad felt like he had to be the moron to be better than his dad. I have to be better than the moron to be better than my dad, which is smart. My son has to be better than smart. A warrior. No, a warrior <laughs> doesn't take smarts. A warrior takes survival. Well, with Trump here, is, he's going to need survival skills. This is where me and you differed, because you wanted to be a Marine. I was <coughs> a Marine. See, now... They taught me to kill. You wanted to know how. No, I was going to go into the Marines and be in the drunk corps. There was a... They were still going to teach you how oh, to yeah. kill a motherfucker. Yeah. But, but, you know, getting getting back to the movie... You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there it's it's about of, fathers and sons. Yeah, it's about there was a lot of lineage. family building and stuff. You know, yeah. you you had the the father son thing with Rocket and Groot. The father son thing with Peter and Ego. You yeah. had the the father estranged daughter with Nebula and Thanos. You have another then, estranged father thing, which. We won't mention because it's it's a big thing. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, that, I don't want I don't I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, they, I they, want that for the people who watch it. Yeah, like there is a father son relation there in is this a, movie that you don't really see coming. A huge father, a huge like, family. I got choked up. The thing about this movie is family. If you yeah. want to relate this movie to anything, Family. Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles of yeah. 1990 is <coughs> a huge family movie. And most people neglect that. But yeah, this this is a family movie. Definitely. And, and multiple layers of definition. And, you know, yeah, there there's a lot of really cool space battle stuff. The You know, I enjoyed the fact that the... Uh, the gold people, I can't think of what they were called off the top of my head. Um, they were basically all just playing video games, trying to uh, take down the Milana and the other ships and stuff. Um, and then I want to talk about a couple of the after credit scenes. All right, we'll get to those. Two things. Two things I want to touch okay. before the after credit scenes. That's what um, means. Drax, and we said we'd touch back on that. Yeah. They really wanted Drax to be the entertainment value of this. Yeah. And he is not that. Mm -mm. Uh, like, in, in the comics, I mean, 
like you know, they did what they wanted to with the movie. I'm gonna say they accomplished yeah what they wanted to in the movie, but it's it's gotten to a point where Drax is oversold. Yeah. See, the that's way, what I was kind of getting at earlier. The way I got my son into comics, he was a wrestling fan. I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but yeah. CM Punk was writing the Drax comic right. by title. And that's how I got my son into comic books. And it's a completely different Drax in the comics, isn't it? Uh, it's a furtheration. It's Drax if he were out on his own. Okay. Yeah. And it was a good story. But we don't see any of that in in Guardians of the Galaxy. I hate being intoxicated in these moments, but... Uh, anyways, we don't see that in Guardians of the Galaxy. We see Drax is a joker, but he's serious. But he's a joker, but he's serious. But he's a joker, but he's but, serious. And, and the thing is, like, what everyone is constantly reminded of is he's not joking. He's too... Uh, the idea in this movie is that he's too bipolar. I don't even think that it's, it's that he's too bipolar... It's just that he I would is, say that he's too he bipolar. Is As someone who is the normal level of bipolar, someone who, if you said that light bulb could be five watts better, could fuck up my entire world. As someone who's that bipolar, you know, I, I can see where he's bipolar. Yeah. Yeah. But... He is. He yeah. is definitely all over the place, but too much so for the normal audience. Uh, like, I don't expect people to get me. The fact that you and Bob get me is a total fucking godsend. That's two people out of seven billion. I'm in the running. <laughs> yeah. So, there's a chance. Right? But, but you know... Like, I, I agree. The the Drax thing was overplayed in this movie, but I, I don't feel like it brought the movie down. Like No, no. It doesn't destroy the movie. Yeah. It's a good movie overall. Yeah. But you know, I don't think I don't think I could ever really bring myself to give a movie any kind of like ten out of ten. But this would definitely be in the writing for a nine to a nine point five out of ten for me. Yeah. Um, would you suggest that people go out and see it like tomorrow? Yeah, it, it, anyone who gets if as long as you've seen the first one, you have a basic understanding of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You don't even have to have seen all of them because this is the the Marvel Cosmos. No, okay, uh, yeah, I would say that. Um, so at least having seen Guardians Volume One, if you haven't seen. Anything but Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, you're good. definitely. You're, you know, it, it was a great setup. You know, you don't have to know who Ego is. You don't have to know who Mantis is. You don't have to know who Yondu. Well, you should know who Yondu is from let's, the first movie. Let's talk about Mantis for just a second. I got a new fish. <laughs> oh God. Oh, uh, is it antennas? No, not necessarily in tennis. Because alien chicks have always kind of been like, 
a thing. But <coughs> it's the whole package. She's innocent. She has the wide eyes. She has the antennas. She's an alien. Mm. God damn it. If that's my first experience, I want it to be my last experience. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Vinny would bang the mantis from Guardians Volume 2. So go out, find out what she looks Even like. Even if it means ultimate life during and then total death afterwards. But all in all, like. Send her a Facebook message. <laughs> watch Guardians Volume 1. Go and watch this the, the soonest chance you have. It, it's a good enough movie that you could take the kids to. I'm serious about the, the chick that you messaged. If she can hold a conversation about comics, like, we have an opening. Yeah. Hey, maybe she'll put on some antennas for you. If she can handle the fact that <coughs> a lot, I want it. Yeah. Anyways. All right. But, yeah, I, I would definitely recommend it to anyone. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy is a great Right? And I kind of went in expecting that whole, the sequel's never better than the first. But this held its own. Like, this totally held its own to the first one. Well, guys, that is where we're going to end this episode. Um, if you want, you can go over to Sort of My Comics. That's where you uploaded it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, sort of My Comics, check out Alpha's unboxing. He has done since April's June investment. Oh, shit. <laughs> So far, let's go back. Let's go back. Hey, wait a minute. This is your cue to go back and erase everything you said about Alpha's unboxing and penises. Well, that sounds like a good enough area to end this podcast. If you want to check out a new show we've been doing on Facebook, it's called Alpha's Unboxing. And the first month he did April's Investigate. Investigate. <laughs> I'm not going back. Fuck the it. Loot Crate Investigate Box. Loose, loot Crate Investigative Box. And the Marvel C- Collector's Core Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. We see how good I am at reading this shit off. Like, I don't know if I can use <coughs> Loose crate. Yeah, Alright. You guys want to fucking draw for the draw? next. Uh, oh, we're yeah. drawing for the next. Draw me like one of your French girls. <laughs> we're drawing for the next. Odal, take. Oh. God damn it, Odal. God damn it, Odal. Take Mario Brothers and your stupid bullshit. Out of this podcast, we're going to draw for Commoner's Commentary. The next thing oh, that we will... Really, I believe... Uh, we're drawing guns. Yeah, let me draw. Is it, is, it, is it Bob's draw? Yeah, Bob yeah. hasn't drawn yet. All right. And I'm Ooh. done circling. Bob has scooted back. And he has chosen... Seriously? Why, why are you guys putting the same movies we've already watched back in the fucking cup? Let's try this again. <laughs> oh, uh, watch Mario Brothers again. Why didn't you put that back? I didn't. 
Oh, what do you got? Drum roll, please. For episode three of Comics Commentary, we have Dragon Ball Evolution. Yes, <laughs> that is my pick. Oh, and shit. Just yes. out of curiosity, what was this one I just dropped? As we'll see, dude, it could have been Howard the Duck. Oh, oh, well, again. But this time he lost to Dragon Ball Evolution. The next episode of Commoner's Commentary is coming in what? Twelve weeks. Six weeks? Um six weeks. It's the mid season finale. Yeah. <laughs> six so weeks. So wait a minute. Because now that we hit a year mark, is this our season two? <laughs> this is our season two. And then volume two. Um Odal. You are responsible for this because the reason we're going two to six weeks is because Odell wants to do a Suge Knight's Gaming. A Suge Knight's Gaming of what? Well, you see, Injustice 2 drops in a little over a week, which would fall right on our next recording weekend. It'll be fresh out. So I figure... Why not? Why not play it online for everyone? Very well. So, in at least, at the very least, four weeks, we will be doing Shug Nights Live. Uh, we're going to be playing Injustice Two, and Commoner's Commentary is going to be interesting. And I think there might be an episode of Serious Shit squeezed in there somewhere. Oh, there's yeah. going to be Serious Shit squeezed in there. There's going to be another episode of a, sort of my podcast. Before like, we get to Commoner's Commentary You might even get another unboxing video. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Uh, before we get to Commoner's Commentary 3. We'll have a Sugar Which is what movie? Uh, Dragon Ball Evolution. Dragon Ball Evolution. I heard Still, that was, I heard that was superior to you in the show. Is that correct? No, have no, yet no, to this no, day no. to see that movie. I I it, saw it twice. You want to know something sad? Want to know something that's going to break your heart? Aside from catching little bits and pieces of an episode here and there, this will be my first introduction to Dragon Ball. Thank you. Go watch Dragon Ball Evolution nope. well before the podcast, please, nope. please, 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 okay. please. I, I will Anyways. watch it. You haven't seen it either. No, not once. I refused. What the fuck? I saw it in theaters twice. <laughs> okay, first time, shame on them. Second time, shame on you. I was trying to make a, a more powerful argument. <laughs> you were trying to make it better than what it is. I really you was. You no, I, I won't argue that. I really was. You went back like, you know what, maybe Anyways, I just wasn't paying attention for some key parts. Commoner's Commentary, episode three, is going to be... Dragon Ball Evolution. Before that, you'll hear a variety of episodes of... What everything. Is, of, of everything. Of everything you pretty much have to offer. Of <laughs> shooting the shit? Is that what we called it? Serious shit. Serious shit. Hey, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Serious <laughs> shit and sort of my comics. Thank you very much for listening Head on over to the Facebook page if you want to see Alpha's unboxing videos this month. He did the Investigative Crate and the Marvel Collector's Core Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 Crate. Obviously, you can tell my, my voice 
And if you'd also like is failing. Me. If you'd also like to follow our posts on both Instagram and no, Twitter, no, we did the, you can find the top it. of the show. Goodbye. Well, you also, you also had and to thank you. Shit two minutes ago. Cue that badass outro music. music.